Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, today, thousands of students will take, well, legitimately have a day off school. They can mitch if they want to. And uh, I've spoken to many students who are now taking the day off and going wandering around some, some shopping centre because they're supposed to be at a climate change march, but they're not actually going to go. But I want to say something. And I spotted this and I thought it was extremely interesting. To all those school kids going on strike for climate change today, you are the first generation who have required air conditioning in every single classroom. We used to open the windows in our days. You want a television in every room and your classes are computerised. We had one television if we were lucky. You spend all day and night on your electronic devices. We had a football. More than ever, you don't walk, ride bikes to school, but arrive in SUVs and private cars and buses that choke up local roads and worsen our rush hour traffic. We walked and we rode bikes to school. You are the biggest consumers of manufactured goods ever and update perfectly good, expensive luxury items like your phones just to stay trendy. I can't understand why you need and the newest phone. You know, when your present phone is probably only six months old. Your entertainment comes from electronic devices. Furthermore, the people driving your protest are the same people who insist on artificially inflating the population growth through immigration, which increases the need for energy, manufacturing and transport. The more people we have, the more forests and bushlands and everything else that we have to clear and environment is destroyed to make homes for these people. How about this? Young people listening who might be heading off to this march today, tell your teachers and your parents to switch off the air conditioning in your schools. Walk or ride a bike to school. Switch off your devices and read a book, maybe. Make a sandwich, a couple of cream crackers and butter, instead of buying manufactured fast food. Tell your parents you don't want to go on a foreign holiday and you'd prefer a holiday in rural Ireland instead. Don't sit on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram all day and save energy. Stop following endless fashion and keep your current clothes longer and abandon all those brand names. No. None of this will happen because you're all selfish, badly informed, virtue-signalling little princes and princesses inspired by adults around the world who crave a feeling of having a noble cause while they indulge themselves in Western luxury and unprecedented qualities of life. Wake up, grow up and learn to research facts and think for yourselves and don't blindly accept the words and the thoughts of others. Don't follow in the footsteps of a bright young 16-year-old who has clearly been used and pushed as a mascot for this latest agenda. I don't think you are kind of formulated this action plan by yourself and I suspect you may have had some influence and guidance from those you trust. And a word of warning, be cautious of those who influence you on the liberal left because there might be a time in the future that you are the ones who will be left out. And if I listen to the news today that John played, there was some inserts from young children, terrified out of their tiny little minds that the world is going to end. There will be no future for us. It's not like that. We were told that by Al Gore. We were told that during the time when we told there was a hole in the ozone layer. In ten years we'll be all dead! Al Gore said the uh, polar, the Antarctic, or they should have said the, the polar ice caps would be melted in 10 years' time. That was 35 years ago. It didn't bloody happen. We were told if we didn't fix the ozone layer with all our greenhouse gas emissions that we'd all be dead within 30 years. It didn't happen. We're now being told that if we don't do something in seven years, so we're all going destined to die. Again, it's not going to happen. And if these lunatics 
And these, as I call them, soap dodgers, which are the extremists on this particular side of the argument. And by the way, can I just point out something? I am not a climate change denier. And I don't think anybody is. Everybody absolutely understands what scientists are saying, that the climate is changing. Of course it is changing. We all know that. The impact we're having on it is questionable. So what I want to say to you all is research it yourself. Go listen. Listen to everybody. Don't just listen to one person. Listen to different opinions on the matter. I explained last night one of the best analogies I've heard from an eminent guy who said, if you describe the climate as the longest beach in the world, the most beautiful beach in the world of white sand, and he said, if you walked onto that beach and removed a grain of sand, that is the impact that we as human beings would probably have on the longevity of this planet if we did everything that these climate change activists actually want. Because if they were being really honest, the crusty ones... I'm talking about the ones that are, you know, heading these protests. If we're being really honest, they would want to obviously ground all the flights, take us all out of our cars and have us all on bikes, uh, take away all our, I suppose, fancy electronics, because, of course, it costs money to make them all. It costs, leaves a carbon footprint, uh, reduce our energy, fossil fuels. At the end of the day, we'd have nothing. We'd be living back in the caves. And I, for one, am not willing to give up my luxuries and the luxuries of the 21st century uh, that we have spent years designing. Um on what I believe is just a theory. But here's the thing. The day off school today, thousands of students will today take part in strikes across the country and to demand more action from the government today as part of climate change. Of course, they're inspired by Greta Thunberg. Uh, by the way, I watched Greta's performance yesterday and, you know, as much as I believe, and I don't want to have a go with her, she's only a young girl and she's a very bright, intelligent and wonderful young lady who clearly has been inspired by others and been told what to say by others as well. And whether you knew it or not, her parents are quite wealthy and quite involved in the whole climate change action. But anyway, um, students from schools and colleges across Ireland will take to the streets to demand action on climate change. And this is the third climate change in several months. I didn't see any of the uh, students out during the summer. That would have been, of course, disappointing for them to have to go out on their days off during the summer. Why do it when you can get a day off school? After similar action in March and May, green uh, issues have been pushed to the forefront of political conversation in Ireland in the last year, inspired as part of the work of Thunberg. And in May, the Green Party benefited from the surge in support in the local and European elections. The strike is being organised by the Schools Climate Action Network, Fridays for Future Ireland and School Strikes for Climate Ireland. And in a statement, the Minister for Communications uh, said Climate Action and Arc from Climate Action and Environment, Richard Bruton, said that he had heard the voices of those protesting today. I think we heard the voices of them already. We probably don't need to hear it again. But anyway, Bruton is travelling to New York today ahead of a meeting of a key UN summit on Monday on climate change. And he will also attend a youth climate action summit on Saturday led by Thunberg. Uh, they have a message for governments, but also for every sector of society. Now is the time, they say, to take action and protect their future. Uh, the government has faced repeated criticism for not doing enough to tackle the climate change. While the majority of schools and colleges are expected to take part in the strike, uh, support is not unanimous. The Irish Times reported yesterday that Blackrock College in Dublin <clears throat> had told parents to ensure that their sons did not take part in the demonstration. In Dublin, students will gather at Customs House Quay at 12pm before marching... <coughs> pardon me to Merrion Square beside the government buildings. In Cork, people will gather at the City Library and march along Patrick Street, Parnell Place in South Mall and Leitrim. A team of volunteers will, uh, a local secondary school, erected a heart-shaped light installation. 
Um, and the, the strike today is all part of a global movement calling for urgent action. Yesterday, the High Court ruled against a group of activists who argued that the government's climate change plan was in violation of ob- obligations under the Constitution and the European Convention on Human Rights and under Ireland's climate action and low carbon development. Speaking yesterday, the Green Party MEP Grace O'Sullivan described it as a call out uh, from young climate and environment activists to all people around the globe. But today I want to know, do you support it? Do you support children taking time off work? Or should I say school? And on the line, talk to me. Children taking time off school to protest is journalist and columnist with the Irish Independent Lorraine Courtney. Lorraine wrote an article titled, Skipping School Won't Deliver a Brighter Future. Climate Change Needs Grown-Up Thinking. And she joins me on the line. Uh, Good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. How are you, Lorraine? How's things today? I'm good. I'm good. Well, Lorraine, is it worth them taking a day off work? Will it make a difference? Uh, It's going to make absolutely no difference at all. But um, to me, you know, this kind of new green awareness um, just seems a little bit like a bandwagon um, where um, there's an awful lot of virtue signalling going on. And to me, like today's um, school strikes are just that. Um, It's virtue signalling. You go along, you take your day off school, um, you take your selfie and you post it on your social media feed. Or very often your parents are doing that going, isn't my Johnny fabulous? Look at him here striking for climate change. <laughs> isn't um, he I a thought... wonderful little left? <laughs> <laughs> and like you, like you said, Niall, um, it, it, it's a bit disappointing that they weren't out all summer long and no doubt many of them were off on their foreign holidays. Um, they didn't, tell, they didn't, they didn't to, turn um, around to their mammies and say, Mammy, we don't want to go to Tenerife and leave a huge carbon footprint as we travel. Exactly. We'd rather go to Leitrim <laughs> in the car and use up less fuel. But I mean, exactly. it, you're right. And I completely agree with you, Lorraine. I think it's complete virtue signalling. And I look, if they wanted to do it, they did it once back in May. They did it again in March. And you're right, they didn't do it during the summer because that would have been inconvenient. But they did it again now. And it's just a legitimate Mitch Day, isn't it? Exactly, it is. Um, you know, and, and calling it a strike is just completely disingenuous because, like, um, you know, a labour strike actually, um, you know, it makes a difference. It, it also costs that worker that's going on strike money. They don't get paid for that day. This is just kids getting a day off school and no well, more work for the weekend. Is, all it's costing them is their education, and to be honest with you, really, isn't it? It is, and um, I'm sure the teachers are delighted of with course um, the um, three-day weekend. And um, you know, it would be it would be um, a much stronger signal, wouldn't it, if they chose tomorrow to go out? But they would they wouldn't do that. But sure, why would they do something like that? <laughs> that means they would have to do it in their own time and not school time. And I spoke to some students this morning who told me uh, they were sent off from their classes. They're in fifth year to winter town. When I said, "So what are you going to do?" She said, "Oh, well, we're going to go to the local chapel centre and hang around for a while." And I said, right, okay. So it's just an excuse for a day off. But realistically, I mean, what do you say to people, Lorraine, who will have a pop at you, they'll have a pop at me because I agree with you, and they say, oh, you are nothing but climate change deniers. Well, I'm not a climate change denier at all, though. Um, But um, I think it's just kind of reached this very superficial level at the moment um, that I find it quite irritating. Um, You know, um, things being imposed on us, like, um, you know how you you go on social media and you see someone, like a blogger, going, look at me with my metal straw. My boyfriend actually pointed this out to me yesterday. He said, did you realise, like, you can get metal straws nowadays? But, I mean, Mm -hmm. who needs a straw? Like, I can't remember the last time um, I drank from a straw. So it's this kind of, like, really superficial things, like, look at me, I'm riding the green wave, and aren't I fabulous? Um, um, Meanwhile, Mammy brings them to school the next day in in the SUV. This is it. 
as well. And like, um, I think it's also that um, a lot of people don't really understand um, the issue that like um, each of us as individuals, we can do we can do so little. And um, even Ireland as a country, like let's stop beating ourselves up as a country when our emissions are like nothing. Oh, yeah. We're, um, we're a drop in the, the ocean. Globe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I, I've explained this to people. When you consider that 4% of the atmosphere of this planet is carbon and we as human beings only produce 0.03% of that or percent. 0.8% of that. Yeah. You can imagine the tiny percentage that Ireland is involved in considering we're quite a green country anyway and we're, you know, we kind of do quite well. I think we're quite good when it comes to all that kind of stuff anyway. Um, so, I mean, really, we're not really having any effect. Um, we're not and like like I said, I, I think we need to stop um, beating ourselves up about it. I think we need to stop. Uh, I need to think, um, you know, what needs to happen is... Um, Green energy def- definitely probably is the future. But at the moment, um, we, like even though um, they work, we don't have an effective means of storing them. And that's the problem. We're losing it. Yes, of course, we could, we could generate like huge amounts of wind energy in Ireland. But at the moment, we can't store it. So we need that technology. So, um, do you know, at the moment now, we're subsidizing um, green energy on each of our electricity bills that have jumped massively over the last few years. So I think the government is using green issues as another way to kind of tax, tax us. So well, I would imagine um, so. The virtual signaling is costing money at this stage. Yeah, now. exactly. It's costing us an awful lot of money. And um, like, what needs to happen is, is we need we need the technology. We we need um, we need to put research into ways to conserve and to um, store elect- store green energy, and um, then we can use it um, absolutely. But until then, like, it's a bit pointless, and it's just costing us a fortune. I mean, I'm looking here. Somebody says, now, just to reinforce your point, RT uh, News last night uh, was trying to get more girls to cycle to school, visited at a school with 800 pupils, and calmly said that only 20 kids cycle to school out of 800. It's amazing. I mean, when you go, but when you go back to my day, I'm 56, by the way, my birthday's tomorrow, just in case you were wondering. In um, <laughs> uh, my day, nobody got a lift to school from their parents because most parents were lucky to have one car, which was usually being used by dad going to work. So we either walked or we cycled. Everybody did it. I mean, these students really have a lot to answer for because they ultimately are a generation responsible for using the most amount of carbon if you really want to go down that route with all their electronic devices and their days in on playstations and the amount of energy they use on a daily basis rather than kicking a football. This is it, and I, I think like the, this is why like the, there is so much hypocrisy attached to like what's going on right now. And um, like I'm someone who like I grew I grew up in the 80s and 90s when the ozone layer was a big thing. I'm not I, I have actually always been kind of conscious of the environment. Um, you know, I would be quite kind of like mindful of waste and that. And um, I think I, I've always tried to live like I think so. I think a common, I it's a common it, sense approach, mind, isn't like, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, like. Like what I'm seeing at the moment and what I'm being bombarded with is, is actually turning me against us and almost makes me want to go out and... Um, do the and opposite. Do the exact opposite, yeah. Okay. All right, well, look, a very interesting article and a good read, I have to say. Uh, Lorraine Courtney from the Irish Independent. Listen, thank you very much indeed for joining us. And I appreciate you coming on the air. All right, so uh, Lorraine believes that uh, taking the day off school today is not the way to achieve anything. A common sense approach should be taken to climate change. And that really, that all she says, all these little princes and princesses out there, all they're doing is virtue signalling on behalf of mammy and daddy. Do you agree with her? Is it a pointless protest? Do you agree with all
all these protests and climate change. Do you really believe it's going to make a difference? And the idea that people are climate change deniers is nothing but nonsense because most people in this world absolutely agree with scientists that, yes, the climate is changing and qu- changing quite drastically and will over the next few thousand years because we are exiting an ice age anyway. So it is going to change. But can we do anything about it? Are we really going to make a difference? Is this little tiny little country going to make a difference to that 0.4% carbon in the atmosphere? Do you think we can? Ireland has a very high per capita CO2 emissions, mainly due to our unsustainable beef and dairy production. I would hate to hear that the farmers hear you say unsustainable, but hell, whenever. Um, well, probably well, the size of the country and the population, but when you look at the top 100 countries in the world and carbon emissions, we don't even factor. I mean, obviously the top three would be America, China and probably India, but we don't factor into it at all, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Okay, keep texting. Uh, The number is 087-188-008. I'm asking you, do you um, support the protest today? I'm not asking you, do you believe in climate change? Because I would hate to think that you didn't believe the climate was changing, uh, because then you'd be completely off the beam altogether, wouldn't you? Let me go to Cormac. Cormac, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Cormac? How are you getting on, Nolan? Good, and yourself? Good. Cormac, you're the social media coordinator with Extinction Rebellion. Yes, I'm one of them. There's a group of us that run the social media. All right, okay. So what, what's the, the real plan today? We've had two already, two marches, May and March, and now we have another one. A lot of people are saying, you just heard the journalist there from the Irish Independent saying she believes it's virtue signalling by young children and just an excuse to take a day off school. I think that's an absolute disgrace that a journalist is slandering children for basically standing She's up for their future. She's not slandering children. Okay, right. She's, She's an opinion. Okay, that's an opinion. That's fine. But what she's saying is that these children are virtuous and they're not. They're clearly standing up for their future. You you know the science. You know it's it's happening all around us. Climate change is already killing people all over the world and it's going to affect us in the near future. Give me an example of where, say, climate change is killing people. Um, Any of the most recent storms, like if you look at any recent tornadoes. Yeah, but storms are a factor of weather that have been happening since since the... Climate change exacerbates it because when... When the weather gets warmer, more air... So well, air but the weather, in, over the last 10 years, the weather, the temperature's actually gone down. That's The average mean temperature... Absolute, it, that it, is an absolute lie. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, right, but okay. if you look at the last 16 okay. years, it's 15 of them have right, been okay. the hottest on record. Last year, we... Or sorry, last month, we recorded the hottest temperatures on the planet in multiple locations. In multiple so locations. Okay, that's, yeah. the, that's a very valuable statement there, all right, in multiple locations, all right. Because in relation to the weather and the world, of the, the, the current climate of the world, over the last 10 years, there has been an increase. Um, look, we had an increase during medieval times as well, which went back down again. Uh, there's been an increase over the last 150 years, and I'm going to tell yeah. you exactly what the increase was. The warming is a, well, a whopping 0.8 degrees over the last 150 it, years. Let me just finish. It, it, and, the warming, it, sorry, sorry. and the warming has tapered off to essentially nothing in the last decade and a half. Um, that's not true. It's actually well, one point one degree. Actually, in, that actually is true. That's one point one degree fact. Since, start, since the start of the industrial revolution. It's gone up one point one degrees, and I'm, it's I'm, I'm giving you. The, I'm reading you the facts here from the World Meteorological okay, Society. I, I've looked at. I've looked okay. at the IPCC okay. report, and I know for a fact over one hundred and fifty years. Degree. Well, I'm, I'm telling you what it says here. Well, then, then obviously scientists are disagreeing with each other, or, or okay. organizations are disagreeing with each other, including the World Meteorological Society. Okay, the warming. They say the warming of the uh, of the world is a zero point eight degrees over the last one hundred and fifty years, and the warming has tapered off to essentially nothing over the last decade and a half. So, okay. Okay. What? What? Sorry. What, I'm, I'm, what's, what's your point here? With the this? point I'm, I'm making is that when we talk about natural disasters, which are tragic, by the way, when we talk about you know um, when we see typhoons and tornadoes and hurricanes and all these natural disasters all over the world, 
We've seen yeah. all those long before we even suggested climate change or long before uh, climate change or people who talked about climate change were around. Sheryl Gore was telling us the world was going to end in 10 years if we didn't do something. Okay, right. So on the, on the climate change ones, if you look at, on natural disasters, if you look at Texas, they've had two one in a thousand year floods in the past year. Mm-hmm. You're, so that, just look at that. Things are getting more frequent. They're getting more extreme. And this is going to continue to happen until we start ramping down the amount of carbon that we're pumping into the atmosphere. Okay, so, 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 so be, honest, be honest with me, Cormac, and tell me, yeah. what do you believe? Uh, what, what do you believe we need to do as human beings? If you really believe we're having the impact that you believe we're having, what do we... Be honest and tell me what we need yeah. to do. Um, this is from a person. It's not from Extinction okay. Rebellion. From a personal perspective, we need to radically decarbonize the society. We need to stop burning... Okay, fossil. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, I'm going to give you a list, right? Okay. Stop burning fossil fuels, the coal, oil and gas. We need to start using renewable energy. So wind power, wave power, solar. 16 kilowatts per, per, per turbine and wind power. That's not going to even power a house. That's their small ones. If you look at the industrial ones, someone can power a thousand. So you're looking at like a tiny one if you're looking at those scales. We would never be able to supply enough. Okay, but we can use absolutely that's, that's, that's sustainable energy. Just one, one sec, one sec. Okay. So we Ireland can use this. I'm not disagreeing Ireland with you, by the way. Okay, brilliant. So Ireland has the second highest capacity for wind generation in the world. Mm-hmm. We, could power, we could power all of our country and we could also supply energy to Europe, to the UK. We would need some amount of wind turbines, but go on anyway. Yeah. Yes, we would, but that's possible. If we don't start doing that, you're going to see massive changes in the climate. We already are. Okay, so, right. we also, we also okay, don't have the technology to store that electricity, by the way, just to point okay, out. Okay, yeah, where batteries are improving on that, but yeah, we don't have the technology at the minute to be able to store it long term. So it's not really doable so, right now. Um, most energy is used during the day, so we don't actually need to store that much of it. So I'm going to keep going here for a second. Okay. So re- renewable energy, yeah. that's number one. Stop burning fossil fuels. We need to start planting a, I, lot, I can, of na- a lot of native trees. So let me, do, let me just go back to the fossil fuels. Forest. Let's do one at a time. The fossil fuels, I absolutely agree we could reduce the fossil fuels we use. I think stop using them, I think, is a bit of a pipe dream. Um, I think we could certainly reduce it. Home heating could be changed to heat transfers very easily. Yeah, uh, it yeah. would be cost effective, and I think the government should grant that and should make sure that people get grants to do that. Um, and we could certainly help to, you know, I suppose, change our homes to say make them more energy efficient, that we don't have to use as much heating. So I'm agreeing with yeah. that, but I don't... I don't believe we can get rid of fossil fuels. I think that's a, that's a bit of a fantasy. But well, why not? Because we can't just get rid of it. If you set a date, what, 2030, fossil fuels, well, bye-bye. You can't do yeah. it. We why not? still need can them. You, what about industry? Can you give me some, you give me some industry. actual industry. industry needs so it. So the industry, the oil and gas industry, they're destroying the planet. They're not giving mm. any sort of benefit to society. Mm. How, did you get actually, into, how did you get into town today? Did you cycle? How did I, how did I get into I, um, I got the train. Okay, what was it? Was it Dart? Uh, no, it was the train from Newbridge. So, yes, it's powered in fossil fuels, but that's a societal shift we need. Just, like, we can only operate within the society. But, I, but I want to go on holidays during the summer. So what happens? Do, I, do we ground all the planes? So you, you, no, you get a boat. I am not getting a boat to America. Why? Because why, I'm, why, cause why, I don't why, have why, enough why do you, time off work. Why, why do you believe that you have the right to go to America? Because when, I do. Why well, do you believe you have the right to stop me? I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm asking you the question. So I am I, not I'm getting not, a not, boat to America. <laughs> right, then don't go to America. <laughs> I will go to America. And right, see, this is, but is this just, the problem? Just, 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 just you're telling me how to live my life. You're pumping it. And I'm, telling you, I, I'm, and not, I'm not telling you how to live yours. I didn't tell you what to do. I asked you a question. You said, why don't you get the boat? Yes, that's a question. <laughs> because I'm not going to get the boat. I want to get a plane. I want right, to get there quicker. You, you do whatever you want, but I know I'm going to do exactly what I can to prevent the climate disaster that's coming towards us. What and disaster? What's, you, the, what's the disaster? The when is the disaster going to happen? So we're heading for four degrees of warming. That is a fact. That's not a fact. That's not a fact. That's a fact that's been disputed by many scientists. 
Look at the IPCC results and check out we're between 3.9 and 4.6 degrees of warming Ye- in the next century if okay. we do not change our course. No, that's so, an absolute and utter scaremongering and it's wrong. You, you, need, you need to read the science. I have absolutely um, read the science. That's scaremongering well, and it's wrong. We're not, I can tell you now, if the population, if the, if the climate, or should I say the temperature of this planet increase by an average of 4 degrees over the next century, we will all die. I, I agree with you. Yeah, so you're and telling me you in know, 10 years we'll all be dead. No, I didn't say in 10 years. I said in the next century. Oh, in the next century. Sorry, in the, in the next, next century, we'll all be in dead. In the next century. Sorry. No, I'm not saying that. That's the current but, well, we will die. We're on that trajectory. I didn't say we're going. it's going to happen. It's so not going to happen. Time, we have, I agree well, with you. We still have time that's scare, to reverse that's, that that's crisis. That's so let me, let, I'm not scaremongering. I'm reading the science. You're not so reading finish, the science. Let, can you let me finish here? Yeah, come. Okay, so we've agreed to two degrees of warming, right? The Paris Climate Agreement. And we've aimed for 1.5 degrees. Yes. Go on, you keep going, the, keep you, going. You yes, know I know about the Paris know? Agreement, yeah, and, Amer- and America have completely okay. abandoned it, but go on. Yeah, which is a disgrace, right? So we've, ab- we've almost abandoned it as well. So European countries have planned to reduce emissions by 2030 by 45%. you know how much Ireland has planned to reduce the by? I'm sure you're going to tell me. 10, 10%. Okay, we're a small island. We're not, so what? We're, we're, Just, with the exception okay, of our right, beef, beef and dairy, we produce very little carbon. <laughs> that's actually not true. If you look at the amount of imports we have... Do, do you know how much carbon, carbon is in the atmosphere? Do you know how much carbon is in the atmosphere? In gigatons, no. No. Uh, do you know what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon? Um, no. 4%. Okay. Do you know how, what percentage of that 4 percentage that human beings are responsible for? No. Can you tell me? <laughs> 0.03%. Okay. Do you know who the biggest emitters of carbon are in the world? Go on. Termites. 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 Okay, right. So should we eradicate termites just in case? Um, okay, you're... I, I, no, I don't think we should eradicate termites. Why, um, no, why not? So why not? Can we, just stay, can we just stay on the two degrees of warming here? No, I'm, that, right? no I'm asking you a question. If, if termites are responsible for more damage than human beings, which they are, and that's a factual that, statement... That, that, um, I don't know if that's factual. Well, well it is if factual. You, okay, well, sure, let me assure you it carbon. is. That's, should we eradicate Okay, them? that's carbon. That's one thing. If you look at the environmental destruction that we're causing in other areas, so rainforest destruction pollution of our water. And I agree with that. That's common sense. We need, we need to take a very common sense approach to, way, to the way we pollute our planet. And I, I am absolutely in agreement with you. Okay. And I think, we, I think we have come a long way in relation to that over the last, certainly over the last 20 years. We have a lot more to do. We've come a long way. But getting back to the carbon, which is what the climate change is all about, not yeah, about so the pollution. It's, it's, it's carbon and methane. Methane is actually the more powerful one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, let's stick, let's stick to the two degrees, the Paris Climate Agreement. So we're way off target for hitting that. The Irish government and the taxpayers are going to have to pay hundreds of millions of euros over the next decade because we're not hitting that. So our government is failing us. They're failing to actually protect our, our, but when I asked our population. In a poll, when I asked in a poll here on the radio station and everybody was going on about climate change, who's willing to pay an extra 5% in their salary in tax, you know, for a climate tax or a carbon tax yes. uh, to save the planet? Nobody yes. said yes. Yeah, because the... the, the, the the cost should be put onto the massive polluters like the pork corporations, the oil corporations, the massive businesses who are causing the destruction, not in ordinary society. Yeah, okay, and, and I'm with you on some of that. Look, I, absolutely, I think the polluters should always pay, I, and I'm yeah. absolutely with you. But in, I'm going back to your original points that you're suggesting that to really, you know, get really deep into this, we should all go around on boats, we should cycle our bikes, we should stop eating meat. I mean, why don't we just go back and live in a cave? I'm not suggesting we go live in a cave. Stop sharing. One sec, one sec, just one sec. I think we should all do our best to reduce our own impact on the environment. And for me, that's reducing my meat intake. It's not flying anymore. It's using more public transport. 
there's a lot of things you can do individually. So are you we never need, going to leave need, this country on a plane again? Are you never? No, I'm not. I'm not. I went, I've been to England twice in how the old, past. How old are you? I'm 24. Cormac, you're a young man. Yeah. And I'm not being patronizing to you. You're a very young man. Okay. And, you know, I don't know. Obviously, you have friends. You're obviously in college. Are you finished college? Just finished college? Uh, no, I'm doing a master's in climate change, media and policy. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm fair play to you. And I wish you well. Thanks. All right. In the future. Appreciate it. But I hope you get a very good job and you have a good career, which will involve you traveling around the world. I then would hope to think that, you know, you will use your common sense and jump on a plane and not spend, you know, four days on a boat traveling to New I, York. I, I get you. On that, a lot of climate scientists are starting to push for a flight strike, basically, where instead of going and flying to these conferences, they Skype call in. We have all this technology well, available you, well, to Well, that's great, Comic. You do that if you want to. See, the thing about I will. It, what, what, what annoys me about this whole thing is you have your feelings on it. I have mine, right? Yeah. I'm not okay, a denier. My, my, I'm not denying enough. the climate is changing. I know we're exiting an ice age currently at the moment, and I'm sure if you're studying it, you'll yeah, know yeah, that yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah. right? Okay? So you do what you feel is the right thing to do. And then yeah. let others do what they feel is the right thing to do. But tell okay. me, but what the problem I, I have is, is that the demand from climate change activists is that we yeah. all do as they do. Okay, it's not do as we do, it's do what you can. And if you are choosing to fly, then that's, that's fine, that's your decision. But I'm going to encourage people to make the biggest changes they can, because it's going to eventually impact us. It's my generation. I do think the scaremongering so. is going to have a reverse effect, to be honest with you. I, I don't think so. If you look at the amount because of... Because we've, we've heard the scaremongering before. Over, just one sec, one sec. So the amount of awareness that's been raised over the past six months, nine, ten months over over the climate strike and over Extinction Rebellion getting out in the streets has been massive. So but what the scaremongering has been... Re- but but, but hang on. We've been, the predictions. But hang on. We've been scaremongered by scientists or some scientists, not all scientists. We've been, Because not all scientists agree that the, the human being or humankind uh, can have an, um, an impact on climate change. Not all scientists well, agree that, with that. Okay, so that's actually not true. So the, geo, ge, uh, the Geological Society of the World has come out and said that we're in the Anthropocene, which means that humans have had a massive impact on the environment, big enough that it's similar to a meteor strike. Are you, I, so, well, now, well, hold on. We had that too there a while ago. Could be about 10 or 15 years ago. We were all going to be destroyed by asteroids. Well, that's, that, okay, that's a different topic. Like, I am yeah, not okay. and, and, and the figure being thrown out by climate change activists at the moment is that 97% of scientists agree. Okay. Well, and here's the question. Agree with what? Because nobody's... Agree, seen, agree that, that humans, and you know where that figure that came from? are causing global warming. No, it's, no, it's, that's a, it's a nonsense figure. Do you know where that figure actually came from, the 97%? Do you know where that figure came from that's being quoted constantly yeah. all the time? Go on. It came from Obama. It was a tweet okay. that he put out about four years ago. And it has since been debunked. It was originally came from a guy called John Cook, who's from a website called Skeptical Science, where he said of the papers he analysed, there was 97% of scientists agreed that the world's climate was changing. Not that we okay. were having an impact on it, but that the world's climate was changing. That's where that figure of 97% came from. Scientists are split down the middle in relation to how we as human beings are having an impact or what we should do or could do to change things. Okay, I... I I, I don't understand. I don't. I know the thing you're talking about ninety seven percent. But saying scientists are split down the middle is just not true. Um, if you look at any of the top scientists in the world, so look at the IPCC. All the best. All the governments in the world put their best scientists forward onto the IPCC. The, no, they would. They put forward scientists sec, that would sec. that would agree with their agenda. Yeah, go on. That's, that's your opinion. Um, they put forward the best climate scientists in their countries, respectively. So you have a collection of the best climate scientists in the world together. And you're saying that they don't agree on it. No, they're that's putting forward scientists that agree with what they want no, them to say. That's, that's there the, are other scientists opinion. in that the world. Opinion. And, and, they, and as soon as they come out and produce a paper, a published paper, they become ridiculed. That's, and that's, that's what happens. That's not true. That, that's, that's, that is absolutely true. 
There are okay, many look, scientists around the world and geologists around the world who are not denying climate change, by the way, who are right. telling us exactly what's happening, but they okay. are denying that some of the nonsense that's coming out, that would like, for example, the rising sea levels, sea levels change in different parts of the world all the time. For example, in Ireland, the sea levels have actually dropped. This nonsense that the Irish sea levels are rising, I don't know where it's coming from, because it's actually not true. Okay, so what do you think happens when the ice melts in the Greenland and in the, the ice Arctic melts all the time? The ice has been melting the since ice it formed melts. in the first place. Yeah, obviously, but if you look at the amount of ice that's increased, the, the amount of ice that's fallen the polar over the ice caps are, has you, been massive. Yeah, but you do understand that polar ice caps are reversing, billion, don't you? That's, that's just like, as in the, the poles are reversing. Yes, and will and will reverse over time. I, I don't, I, I think you're talking a bit of nonsense here. Okay, all right. um, you think I'm talking nonsense. So look, yeah. 13 right. billion tons of okay, ice but, fell off in one day. Okay, but let's get, let's get back to the kids because we're wasting a lot of time with that. Let's get back to the kids today. Do you, I mean, I, I just think it's wrong to use children. In the, I heard some of the clips on the news there a few <laughs> minutes ago, right? And I hear some of the kids, you know, almost terrified. Some of these kids, yeah. now some okay. kids don't just okay. see it as a day off school. They don't give a shite, right? But other kids, right. almost terrified that we're all going to die. Okay, if you, if you were 15 or 16 and you're looking at this science that's telling you that you have this terrible future coming towards you, that we're heading for four degrees warming, and that's a fact. We're heading, let's, say, let's say this future happens. We're looking at mass starvation. We're looking at sea levels rising. We're looking at massive natural disasters. You're scaremongering again, Carmack, but go on. Let me finish. Go on. Extreme weather events increasing are a fact as the, as the planet gets warmer. So that's a fact. Levels will and, uh, rise with that. That's a fact. Let me keep going. You don't call the ice age an extreme weather condition, no? The ice age is a natural thing that happens. Oh, well, that's okay. Comes. That's natural. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Climate climate change is clearly right, okay. a different. So you're saying what? what I, <clears> I, I don't know where you're going. With you, this. Well, you're, you're, ta- you're talking about extreme weather conditions and the way the climate is changing at the moment has affected that. But yet we had extreme weather conditions many, many years ago, thousands of years ago, millions of years yeah. ago, and you're not bringing them into the, the conversation at all. In the, medie- yeah, in the medieval age, times, by the way, Extinction Rebellion seemed to forget about medieval times in this world where temperatures had risen as well. Bar- yeah, I know what you're talking about there. Um, yeah. Right, I'm going to get back onto this. The students are standing up for themselves, and it's worrying that you're actually challenging that. They're trying to stand up for the future here, and you're trying to make them look like they're they're scaremongering or that they're... No, I, I don't, I don't want to see, young, listen, I see young it's people it's ter- terrified. Terrified, either do I, but it's the future that they've been put into because our governments and our corporations are meant to be looking after us. Our governments are meant to be standing up and they're doing nothing. So our, our, the children of this generation are screwed because of our, our oh government. My. And oh it's my. worrying that you're actually challenging this. So It's worrying, is it? If, so if anyone, why should I not be allowed? Should I not be allowed to challenge no, a comic? Not, I'm not saying it. I'm oh. saying it's worrying. because oh, it's you worrying. Can, yeah, because you you you, you look at the science because I know you have you're you're you're, you're well versed in it, and you don't think that we're headed towards a dark future. Well, I certainly don't have the same outlook on the future that you have, Cormac. That will all be gone in about a hundred years' time. I don't. I don't think that. I think that's a possibility if we don't change. It's, that's not a possibility at all, isn't it? No. Right. Well, then you need to read into the science more. All right, well, listen, I've run out of time, Cormac. Good luck with the protest today. I hope it's successful for all your sakes, and I hope you get as much support as you want or you're looking for, uh, but I still believe we shouldn't be telling everybody else what to do if they uh, believe something different. Nile, you're 100% right. My two kids are off school today, are meant to go to the, uh, the climate change march, but the two of them are actually in the house, and one of them's upstairs playing his PlayStation. Well done. Uh, hats off to Cormac. We need more of you, and thanks for your sacrifices. Ah, stop, would you? Uh, Niall, uh, you agree with global warming? No, I didn't say I agreed with global warming. When, when did I say that? I just actually, I told you already that I, the, the planet or the temperature of the planet has actually gone on over the last decade and a half, but you weren't listening to me, obviously. Niall, you agree with global warming and climate change, and yet you're hell-bent on going to America. Uh, thanks for your sacrifice. We don't need more of you. Don't take offence. Uh, I don't. Uh, we have to set a proper example for our children. 
we look like some fools if we're wrong, says Archie in Dublin. Well, Archie, we probably will look like some fools if we're wrong, but I don't think we are wrong. I mean, the whole idea of suggesting to people that you should stay at home and not go on holidays in an aeroplane just because you might be worried about the carbon footprint is complete and utter nonsense. Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Neve? I know. How are you? Your son is out marching today. He's been a little virtue signaler, is he? He is. His backside is in school. Right, <laughs> oh, okay. He got a lesson in climate change today because I told him it would be a cold day in hell before he went marching in Dublin. Right, okay. So, does he? has he been talking to you about it? Have they, the schools yeah, been have. scaremongering he, him? No, no, they haven't for a start. He's only nine. But at the end I of mean, the day... I mean, did you hear that guy before the break there? I he mean, very angry. Uh, he was very angry. And the world is going to end in the next 100 years. For God's sake. This is yeah, what the stuff... This is the nonsense they're telling children. Look, at the end of the day, he gets the lesson in climate change or in saving the environment every single day because we walk to school every single day. That's our bit. Well, we have to do it because I don't try. But <laughs> now, <laughs> now, be honest, Neve. If you had the availability I'm of a nice still, SUV, you wouldn't be walking. No, I'm allowed to be smoked because I don't have a car, so I'm walking. So let me be smoked. <laughs> we smoke. But, uh, he walks to school every day, and you know what? I, I think is much better than just getting them out and getting giving them a day off school. I like the idea of you know the way they do in December. They do Earth Hour mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. Turn off everything. Let them see what's going to be like if the lights went off. We had a power cut the other night, and. My family seem very nice. Oh, they go out of their mind. The first time we've spoken to each other in months. And this is what could happen. So, you know, show them that... But they're not willing to sacrifice. These little kids that are out there today are not... They're not willing to give up their mobile phones and give up their trips to Tenerife or whatever it is. They'll still have the pictures up on Snapchat. They'll still be videoing it. You know, They still want to wear Nike runners and not pennies. You know what I mean, then? You know, there's a lot, okay, climate change is a great thing, but ask them where their Nike, you know, if they're so virtuous, where are your Nike runners made? Probably by a person earning three pence an hour. Yep. You know, so there's a lot more to do. I think it is brilliant that kids are more aware. I hate that wake or woke word. I woke. Hate that word. The woke. I use this. But I, am, I think it's brilliant that they're aware, and I think it's brilliant that they're lecturing us. But at the end of the day, I do think that... One day, marching in Dublin isn't going to be as effective as turning off things. In your house, tell them, switch off those lights after you. It's not Blackpool. You don't need every light in the house on. Turn off the immersion when you're finished. You don't don't need to keep refilling the kettle. Use the same water. Stuff that we can teach them. We don't need to give them a day off school to let them go marching for one day. We need to do this every day. And walk your kids to school. Leave the car at home once or twice a week if you can. But you look at that research that was done in the school that RTE did. 800 students in the school, only 20 of them cycle. I understand that Dublin, I mean, I don't live in Dublin, and I understand Dublin roads are totally different to where I live. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let my lad walk to school because it's a 20-minute walk there and it's a 20-minute walk back and there's five main roads to cross. He's nine. But, I, but, but hold on, I was 11 when I started walking. I was actually younger, I used to walk to primary school too because it was only up the road really to be honest with you. But when I started in secondary school from Edenmore to the De La Salle College about two and a half miles, right? And um, it was a busy road. There was main roads. Now, I understand it was 35 years ago and there probably wasn't as many cars on the road but it was still dangerous for you know a parent to let the child go off if they wanted. But we did, it didn't bother us. We still did it. I walked, I walked across the Rohini Road, the, the Cabarrus Hill Rohini Road. It was a main road. I grew up in Dublin as well, so yeah, I mean, I walked to school too. Well but then, 
It doesn't, it, look, it doesn't bother me to walk them. It's good for me, too, to be honest. It's stopping me being the size of the house I'm living in. <laughs> so it's healthy. It's healthy for me. It's healthy for him. And um, do you know what? It's, it's actually the only time of the day that we have an uninterrupted conversation. Okay, well, look, Neva, I have to go to break. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, loads and loads of people texting in. Uh, most people, by the way, disagree with Cormac and think he's scaremongering. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping 087 Do you believe these climate change marches are a waste of time? Um, do you believe they're misinformed? These children are being scared half to death by people who are telling them the world is going to end very soon unless they all stop flying, using cars and eating food. Gosh, for the text screen, Niall, how dare you suggest you're not willing to play your part in ending this catastrophic problem of climate change? What are you talking about? What, I'm not allowed to have an opinion? Oh, I must just agree with everybody. Is that what, what I must do? I must just agree with the rest of you. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I don't. Um, and this idea, somebody else said, Niall, it is true that 97% of scientists agree with climate change. No, the, the figure, let, let's be clear about it. If people throw that figure at you, and the climate change activists will throw this figure at you that 97% of the world's scientists agree. But agree with what? They agree that the climate is changing. They agree that we have some impact. They agree we have a large impact. They agree we have a catastrophically large impact. They agree that it's so catastrophic that we should actually use fossil fuels. What you'll find is that people don't want to define the 97% because there is no such thing. As I said, that 97% figure came from Obama, who tweeted it after he saw it on a website by a guy called John Cook, the sceptical scientist, who had read some papers by different scientists regarding climate change, saying that, yes, the world's climate was changing. And 97% of those published papers that he read said the world's climate was changing, but nothing to do with the fact of how we reverse that. And, you know, the idea that 97% agree that we should ban fossil fuels is complete nonsense. There's nowhere in any literature that actually says that. 97% of scientists don't believe that. That's complete and utter nonsense. There are some that believe that. There are that don't, that believe that it'll make no difference. So let me get back to the conversation. Now, before we do, by the way, can I mention as well that we've got a trip to Orlando to give away? Yes. You and your partner and two little kittywinkles could be heading off to the most wonderful theme park capital of the world. Orlando, Florida. Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and we'll even throw in a ticket to the Orlando Magic Basketball game. So for you and a partner and two kids, all with thanks to touramerica.ie. you got to come on the air. you got to name as many celebrities as you can in 40 seconds with the clues that I give you. I didn't do too bad on Tuesday. Yeah, I got a winner out on Tuesday. Yes, it was a bit of a disaster, unfortunately, for me. Uh, Damien seems to be the king at giving out the, the clues. Uh, he gives out some really good clues. I don't know where he can, He just plucks them out of the sky. I have no idea. But anyway, I'll give you a good chance of winning. Anyway, you've got to come on the air. If you want to be the person who's randomly picked to come on the air in about 20 minutes' time to get yourself into that draw to win that holiday to Orlando, all you've got to do is WhatsApp or text right now the word WIN to 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me get back to some of our callers, by the way, and some of the texts, by the way, are coming in in relation to climate change. A lot of people are not too happy with Cormac scaremongering. Uh, let me go to Joseph. Joseph, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joseph? Hi, Niall. How are you? And Joseph, you know, every little kitty is out there today. Well, no, most of them are actually not. Most of them are at home mitching off school today because yeah. it's good, a good way of getting the day off school, isn't it? I was in school. I was delighted with it as well. I remember in the 80s when we uh, went out on strike against the teachers going on strike. <laughs> That's why I remember that. And you know who I feel sorry for today? The school secretaries. Their strike was today. And nobody's oh, wow. even mentioned them. God love them. I know, they really had their turn to stolen. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I, I actually I forgot about that one, actually. But the bit there that I was going to say was, here's a guy, right, who says 
he's he's ringing the alarm bell. Okay, you've given him the the airways to warn people, and suddenly when you ask him a few questions, he talks tail and runs. Yep. That's that. For anyone with a little bit of a brain, there should kind of go. Hang on a minute. Oh, we're all, no, the temperature is going to rise four degrees in the next 100 years, which means, by the way, we, we couldn't sustain that as human beings. We would die. No, so, uh, so we're all going to die in 100 years. Look, look, look the, the simple reality is they grew grapes in the south of England in Roman times, okay? And then they had to stop because the climate got colder. And now they're able to grow grapes again. With the help of technology, by the way, because they can spray them to stop the frost damaging them. Well, why do the climate activists t- forget to tell us about the med- medieval times? Well, you see... It doesn't uh, kind of suit the argument, I suppose, does it? Doesn't it doesn't suit the agenda. Well, you see, look, I've come to realise this... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going into a religious topic, but this is their religion. This is what It, it has become a bit of a cult, hasn't it? It has. And, and the reality is, right, this guy said... He made a statement there, right? He said, all fossil fuels must remain in the ground. And I just go, oh, my God. This guy wants to bring in a, on a worldwide famine. And I, and I simply say to him, you know, that he's gone, you see. You can't ask him the questions. He won't, he won't answer Well, fossil either. fuels are used for more than just cars and heating and, and transport. Yeah, they're used for industry. They're used for everything. You know what no, I mean? No, no, the, the diesel engine feeds you. Most yeah. people don't realize that. So is, is this guy going to get his horse and his plow and go out and plow the fields and feed us instead? How does this stuff get brought to the supermarkets? And by the way, I guarantee you, he was ringing from a smartphone, right? Mm-hmm. It's made in China, more than likely. And the power came from a filthy, rotten, black, smut factory with no filter, or a, a coal factory with no filters on it whatsoever. By the, by the biggest polluters in the world, China. Well, well, the reality is, right, they're all attacking Trump. So let's even go along with his argument. They're attacking Trump for reopening power, right? The scrubbers on the coal plants in America. There are none in China, and China has no CO2 emissions, carbon taxes whatsoever. That's why British Steel are going out of business. It's because of the carbon taxes. And what this guy would do to the West is he would deindustrialize the West. Everything will move to China. It'll all be pumped out. There's no scrubbers on the, on the factories. There's none on the chimneys. So this guy's phone that he was probably talking on was made from the power of a filthy, dirty black coal plant with no scrubbers, horrendous working conditions. But he, he did say he'll never travel on a plane again and suggested I go to America. The same energy. But yes, he'll turn around and he'll say, I can't drive my car. You can't. British Steel must go because it's a polluter. Oh, Trump is evil because he's opening coal plants. Yet all of these plants have scrubbers on them and there's a lot of regulation mm-hmm. there. All he's okay, but, uh, there's a text in here and somebody says to me now, which is an interesting question, what was the population of the world during the last ice age? And I'm just looking here, researchers say the total population of the world during the, the end of the last ice age stood at between 1 and 10 million people, surprisingly. And after t- 2 million years of development in the previous ice age, the human population collapsed to near exist, uh, extinction. Uh, because this is cyclical. Climate is cyclical. And, and, at, the, and at the moment, we are exiting an ice age. Yes, it is probably going to get warmer over the next few thousand years, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, because that's just the way ice ages work. Uh, and at some point, we will become extinct. But the, I don't believe there's anything we can do about it. No, uh, the reality is, you know, the most uh, accurate forecasters of long-term weather, they can't go like, you know, it's going to be wet. But they could, they could forecast the general was actually studying the sun, but then the UN passed a law saying the sun has no effect on our climate, which is absolute insanity. But these guys who come on spouting their stuff know none of this. And they, they and, and then even if you even if we go and believe what he's telling us, 
Uh, you ask him the question, what is going to feed us if all the fossil fuels remain in the ground? And by the, and by the way, they are roaring and screaming in this budget for like percent to us. Your line is breaking up, Joseph. Sorry, go ahead. America is going to increase the carbon tax. Does everybody realize that that's going to drive the price of food up, wages up, and make us more uncompetitive. We can't compete with China and India. They have no carbon taxes, and they are going to have none, and they have none written into the Paris Climate Agreement. So we're going to lose... Well, I, I, the, the only factory that would be really happy would be Tata Steel in India. They'd be delighted. Yeah, but we lose all the heavy... I'm saying, like, the likes of British Steel are in trouble because of the policies that Varadkar is going to push, more carbon tax, which is in... It drives the price of food up, it drives the price of pork up, it drives the price of... So the point, the point you're making is, if these Extinction Rebellion and the ones that are driving this at the moment, if they were being honest, they want us all to live in a cave. Well, that's the only way we could, we would literally have to go live in a cave. You wouldn't be allowed to light a fire because if you use trees, you're burning carbon. If you use coal, you're burning carbon. You'd have to have a solar panel. But how is that solar panel made? Again, it's made in China using a filthy, dirty power plant, which has no scrubbers on it. By the way, they're opening, I think it's a one or two a week, the size of Money Point, pouring out black smut. As someone was telling me they, were, they came back from China. There's some cities now, right, they have to wear face masks. And by the time they get to work, they have to wash their face and get a new face mask for going home. Now, this, this, is what, this is where all of the heavy industry is going to. It's regulated in the West with scrubbers. OK, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to John as well, because, John, you support today's protests. Well, I do. I, I, I think the, the way you're talking today is indicative of the, the, the system we have in the world at the moment, like, like uh, Brexiteers and Trumpites. I mean, you, you you seem to think you know everything, and, and you, no, I don't. You, you, you you well you 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 preach there now that that's like you you're you're not a scientist. Sorry, this guy you're not a scientist. And, ne- and neither was the guy that was on the phone to me. No, he wasn't a scientist. But either. but he was. So, so why aren't you giving out about him and his pontifications? Well, uh, if you give me a chance, okay. You know, uh, if you give me a chance, I think you people are coming around. You're being wholly irresponsible. Like, what we're being asked to do is quite simple. Like, we're not being. I'm being wholly. Ir- I'm being wholly irresponsible. I, I think you are. You've okay, give me an example of how I'm being wholly irresponsible. Well, you're you're trying to tell us that that we have to go back to to living. Well, that's in, what he. Well, that's so what he was suggesting. That's what that's but, what extinction but, rebellion would uh, have us uh, do. But but if you if you if you what would happen if we stopped you, using uh, fossil fuels? John, I, uh, use your head. Did you, did you want to talk to me, or do you want? To talk I want to, to talk yourself? to you, but you're calling me wholly irresponsible. I've asked uh, you a uh, question. I, I well, I I, I will. I will uh, I, I, what's what's the question? What would happen if we all stopped using fossil fuels as suggested by extinction rebellion? What would happen? Well, I, I imagine you'd have an economic collapse. Like you know, I, of course I you would. Say, all right, okay. But well, no one's just written that. Like, so that's wholly I mean, irresponsible the, the, to suggest. We're not, we're not. We're not going to. No one's suggesting that you stop using well, everything overnight. Well, they just and did. I've just had their spokesperson on the air for the last twenty minutes suggesting that. I heard him there now, and, yeah. and the vast majority of climate climate action people are not suggesting things like that. There, they're looking for a map of a way forward. We uh, we take a, we we can't take a chance on these. Uh, we can't gamble on the future, like, and and just say, oh, nothing's going to change. We just can't. It's, it's the same thing with the Brexit years in England. Oh, nothing's going to change here. Or the this all's going to be fine with No Deal Brexit. Or it's all scaremongering. It's all project fear. It's all this here. 
you know, you can't, you can't gamble. It's, it's, these things aren't worth gambling about. We, I, have children, I, I have children. I have children. Well, ha- hang on, Joseph. Let John finish what he wants to say. You know, yeah. uh, the, 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 what we're being asked to do is I, I was brought up on the, on the countryside myself. And you, you see the countryside nowadays. Like, it's completely different from what it was when I was brought up. You have heavy machinery going there, polluting waterways. There's, no, there's hard, hardly any fish in the rivers where I used to fish when I was young. I live in the city now, yeah. But the, the fish are gone. There, there's people spreading slurry in the fields. There's farmers to meet are being subsidised for 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 creating vast amounts of beef that we we don't need at all. It was been and, and striking, and 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 people has been subsidised living small farms, and all these. And the, all, whereas people could these this money could be used to better to to, to try and uh, enhance. Nobody's, the doubt, nobody's doubting that, John. There's no there's absolutely no question that we need new agricultural policy. And, yeah. and, and by the way, I'm not suggesting that we don't. And I do believe that we need to look at the way we produce beef and the way that our agriculture is dealt with. But that's still not going to save the planet. Well, it's a start, isn't it? Isn't no, it's it not start? a start. It's not going to have I any impact at all. Well, but that's, that's your opinion, like. No, it's but not an opinion. It's, 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 an op- it's just an opinion. Do you, do you like. know, I mean, hang, hang on for a second. In, in the big scheme of things, and instead of the very start of this show, the Earth's atmosphere is made up of 4% carbon. We as human beings are 0.3% of that. Okay, and you can imagine the impact Ireland as a country when you take the bigger countries like America, China, India, who have large manufacturing plants and power plants, and the damage that they would do in comparison to the damage that we would do and our farmers would do. If we culled every cow in this country, we would have zero impact on that carbon. No, no, of course not. I, I don't think it's on, on, on the whole world on the world scale. No, we, we wouldn't have then what no, are we talking about? What we're talking about is everybody on the planet it takes it takes a point, and and we and we we need leadership on this thing. And that's why young people are crying out for leadership, for a proper leadership. Young people don't know what they're talking about. So, uh, well, that's that's, that's uh, there was a lot of people said that in the past in this country about young people. They don't know what they're talking about. And it's, that came out later on that young people had a voice and young people should be listened to. So please don't say to young me... Young people, we have a responsibility as adults in this country, as the educated, as the mature, as the intelligent ones, to guide young people. But unfortunately, young people are being guided and misinformed and scaremongered. I listened to them on the news, terrified by people coming that. out with nonsense. I don't believe that. It's David Attenborough talking nonsense. David Attenborough only came around to it in the last year or so. No, it's not true at all. And the man is 90-something years of age, I was, for God's sake. I was, I was watching I could also say David Bellamy is the man who's also been banned from television just because he uttered a word against it. Yeah, well, I haven't watched David Attenborough in my life and you, you watch all his programmes. You know, yeah, I've watched David Bellamy David, too and I always I, thought I, he was credible. Well, yeah, I remember David Bellamy up there in the north of Scotland there. He stopped the whole forestry scheme to, because of a carbon sink. That's, that's going back 20 years ago. Yeah, but David Bellamy it was on TV there recently saying that recently he's been banned from the BBC, almost banned, because he turned around and had the gall to say that human beings don't have an impact on the climate. Yeah, well... I, I can't so different BBC, folks have different strokes, don't they? I, I, I can't speak for the BBC. Like, you know, I can't speak for the BBC or, or what their policy is. It seems to nowadays when you're living in... Why, I, no, I'm just curious, John, as to why you believe it's irresponsible for me to suggest that I might because, have an opinion, because, but it's not irresponsible well, for well, another person who's a spokesperson for a climate activist to say that, you know, the world is going to end, essentially, in 100 well, years' well, time. Well, 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 you're more or less saying give up. I'm not say. saying give up. You're, you're, you're I say far away, do what you want to do. Don't tell me well, to do it, but... Well, I'm just saying, you're saying that... Well, don't don't bother listening to to any experts. Don't bother. Uh, I didn't say that at all. I I could bring on an expert who would, uh, John, who would be scientifically minded a lot better than you and I, and will tell you you're talking nonsense. I could bring on a million experts, and they'll all disagree with each other. 
Yeah, well, the vast majority of them. I mean, I read recently there is something like eighty-five percent of of uh, of scientists, climate scientists, uh, are believing. No, they in don't. The, that's that's another. That's completely false. That particular statistic that you're talking about is actually ninety-seven percent. It was put out by Obama, and I already told you where it came from. If you'd have been listening to the show, a guy called John Cook who had read some papers by climate scientists, and the question wasn't, "Do they agree that we would have an impact?" The question was simply asked, do you agree this is climate change? And I would be surprised and quite horrified if if 100% of scientists didn't agree with climate change because, of course, the climate is changing. Yeah, and, and do you not think, now that the climate is changing, and, and the fact that this era we're living in now at the moment is, 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 is now the biggest industrialised era ever in the history of the, in the, history of the world. It's, it's, there's, no, there's no era in any time in the past. That's because our population is growing, yes. Oh, absolutely, and then you're producing all kinds of, of, of stuff in China and America and mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. So, is it, is, it, is it wrong to stop and say, maybe, maybe we're doing something here because of our huge population, because of all our industrialization? No, there's nothing wrong with that, John, and there's nothing wrong with a a common sense approach to the way we do things and the way we pollute the planet for the health of everybody who's living on it, apart from anything else. But to suggest that if we continue going the way we're going, that the world is going to end in 100 years is a complete nutter nonsense. Hang on, Joseph wants to say something to you, John. Go ahead, Joseph. John, you believe in we must do something, right? Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Walk along any beach in yeah, Walk along any beach there and, and look at the amount of stuff that's been washed off on the beach. That's, no, that's, not, that's, no, no, that's, no, that's nothing to do with climate change. That's an environmental pollution problem that we should all take part in. You know that. How do you know? Where, 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 there's, there's that's nothing to do with it. But hang on, plastics on the beach have nothing to do with the climate. Lads, lads, let's not confuse issues here. Please, John, let's use our common sense here in the conversation, right? Plastics on the beach and the use of plastic and disposable plastics or reusable plastics, we all agree with that. We shouldn't be polluting the seas. That has absolutely nothing to do with climate change. Do you think, no, the, they, they, do you think the microorganisms in the sea don't absorb, uh, absorb carbon out of the atmosphere? Let Joseph ask your que- his question to you, please. I, I, okay. First of all, as regards the plastic and the microbead plastic, makes a serious problem. I don't disagree with that at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, Nobody I, disagrees I, with that. No. No, but can I? This uh, John here believes in climate change, right? In that we're causing it. So I want to ask him: Does he agree with carbon tax? Do you agree with carbon tax? So, well, in carbon tax, it, this um, is the main one. The main main trust of what they're going to do is carbon tax. This is what so, the law. So, so long as it, so long as the money is ring fenced. No, 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 no. So okay, we'll ring fence it. We'll ring fence it, right? Okay, so you agree with carbon tax? So now. Um, the Chinese, you know, under the Paris Climate Agreement, have no carbon tax. The Indians, no carbon tax. You know that, yeah. don't you? So yeah. the minute you put up carbon tax, more jobs flow to the east, to China, who is the biggest dictator in the world. You'll see what they're trying to do to Hong Kong. So, by, by, so and as well, by putting up carbon tax, you, you're willing to now go in and pay more for your food in the shop because food prices will go up. You understand that, don't you? Oh, yeah, and, and, and you do understand that, don't you? So you you want and uh, because the diesel the diesel engine is what produces the food in the West. Tractors plow the fields, tractors, big combines bring in the wheat, and the lorries bring the food to the supermarkets. Do you understand that? So if you drive, if you drive the price of fuel up, 
you are going to take money directly out of your pocket. You're going to make the economy uncompetitive. You're going to drive the price up of food to poor people. And any lunatic who says, oh, by the way, we'll switch to methane, that's going to take millions of acres out of food production, which will reduce food even more and drive the price up even more. So what is your solution to food production? Let's just well, well, can I answer that question? Well, well, food production, for a start, is heavily subsidized. I mean, the vast that's majority. That's not the question I'm asking. Oh, well, you. Well, the food production heavily subsidized. Uh, if you, that's if not the you, question I'm asking you. Well, you're, you're asking me about about about. I'm asking you about carbon tax, and I'm asking you about the food. Well, I, I asked you the price. question of a carbon. I asked what was it going to be produced? Well, it produced the same way. It's just a, well, it's how just. How can it be produced the same way? It's, it's being produced by carbon. Do you understand? Are you a farmer yourself? I know all about farming. Okay. I know how this works. I think he's asked, John, I don't have all the ground in circles on this. I think he's asked you a simple question. If we go by what Extinction Rebellion are saying, that we should you stop using all fossil fuels, we will have to stop the production of food. That's basically it, because we don't have enough electronic vehicles, uh, you know, in factories or in, on farms to produce food. There well, is no electric you're, you're tractor, not, No, there isn't, no, there isn't any, no. no one's saying that. I'm not saying that. Today. Well, that's you what they're saying. That's what you are saying. You know, this is what this guy is saying. RTE I went to O'Connell Bridge and he interviewed one of the head of climate extension groups. But I didn't say that. I'm speaking for myself here or am I speaking for some other guy? But you are agreeing with this climate change guy and I'm asking you a few pertinent questions. Sure, everyone How agrees with climate change. change. Everybody huh? agrees with every, even, even Niall Vaughan agrees with climate change. Well, everybody agrees Everybody agrees the climate changes. We are, what we disagree on is how we can reverse that or if we can actually reverse it. I, do, I need to go to David as well before I go, I go to the break. David, you're on Classic Kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, John, um, um, basically, what's, uh, the problem with the world is exponential population growth in developing countries, and we have, to get, we have to stop that. I don't know how it's going to happen in education, but that's going to destroy the planet, and more and more are coming over here for a better life. We can't support them. Now, climate change, is go- I think it's anomalous. We, we are contributing, maybe, but well, we can't stop it. And the Greens, and you've got these Dublin Four politicians in Dublin. I'm living in the country, and uh, you know, trying to provide for my children. These young people uh, are out protesting, and they don't know anything about life. There's a young child from uh, Europe. She's headed of uh, going around giving speeches to all the lefts. Who Greta, are the yeah, Greta Thunberg, yeah. Absolutely. These are stupid people. Their hearts in the right place. <laughs> no, no, but I, no, no, in, fair, in fairness to Greta, no, she, look, she's a, look, hold on. Greta's a lovely child and she's a very intelligent child, but she's taking her information and her lead from somebody else. And her parents are quite wealthy and they're involved in the climate change activism. I'm not calling that child stupid. I'm yeah. saying the people, the Green Party in this country, I'm paying enough taxes. Don't put any more taxes on me, for God's sake. I have enough paying I'm not. I'm working. I'm not on the dole. I don't get a free house because I some, come from some other country. Get, take your fingers out of your ears, guys, and look at your people in the country. We are suffering. I'm being overtaxed. I can't pay any more. And the boys one in Dublin and and the the Fianna Gael Dublin Four crowd and the Liberals in the left and Murphy and the rest of them want to tax us over the exist. And John, I take off. You you brought up Donald Trump. And you brought up Brexit. They, he hmm. was voted in, and he's doing a bloody good job in America, bringing people the jobs back from China. Well, there's no regulation over there, but he's bringing them back to his own people. And Brexit's there for their own people. You, and I, I hear this in the radio all the time from socialists, leftists, and liberals. Get a life. 
I wonder if you visit Orlando because we're talking about climate change, will you have to go on a boat? If you had to go to Orlando on a, on a boat, she, you'd need to take a month off, wouldn't you? Take a week to get there and a week to get back. Actually, take more than a week, I think, to get there by boat. At 30 knots or 40 knots or whatever they bloody travel at. Oh, can you believe that this is what some of these protesters actually want? They want us all to go back to the Stone Age, back to before the Industrial Revolution. And Joseph had a really good point in relation to this idea that they, as far as they're concerned, right, good climate change action would be to stop using fossil fuels now, or at least, you know, by 2030 or something like that. How are we going to produce food? Everything we rely on relies on fossil fuels at the moment until we have better technology. And there is technology out there like wind, for example, wind power. But unfortunately, wind power, as far as I know, only produces 16 kilowatts, which is not even enough to produce, you know, produce electricity for one house for the whole of the year. So, I mean, it's not going to work out. We have to wait till the technology is available before we can abandon fossil fuels. I have never heard of an electric tractor or an electric combine harvester. Are they going to go out and plough the fields with cows? I don't know what they're going to do. Well, let me know what you think of these kids who are going out today. I think most of them, with respect to them, most kids are reasonably intelligent, but they're led by us, the adults. Sadly, they're misinformed by people uh, who represent the likes of Extinction Rebellion, who will give them this, I personally believe, scaremongering, that the world's uh, temperature is going to go up four degrees in the next century, which essentially means we would all die. And we would become extinct if we don't do something. We were told this 40 or 50 years ago. We were told it 20, 30 years ago as well. We were told that the ozone layer would eventually kill us all if we didn't stop using aerosols. Now, aerosols are back out again. A lot of people still use aerosols. We were told that global warming by Al Gore would be that we would have no polar ice caps within 10 years. That didn't happen. None of these things happened. We were told asteroids would kill us all, that they would hit the planet. Didn't happen. We were told loads of things and it didn't happen by groups and activists who have some sort of an agenda. And I don't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Is it about just people paying tax? Is that what it's about? I just don't see the point. Just ask us to pay tax if that's what you want. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? How's it going, Noel? Um, Peter, I mean, do you support all these? I mean, my heart goes out to all these kids. Some of them are out there for the right intentions because they're kids and they're misinformed. But, I mean, do you, do you support them? No. Before, if we don't get to talk to tomorrow, happy birthday. Oh, thanks very much, Peter. And then I'm going, to, I'm going to Belfast this weekend. I've decided, but you know, I'm feeling guilty now. But this climate change, I should yeah. walk. I think I walked to yeah. Belfast. Or you can't even use a bike because the rubber was made in China and the, the steel true. was made true. in China. True, true. So and then steel was probably made in Tata, India. Yeah, you'll have to take your runners off because they were made in Nike factory over in China. Yeah, yeah. Or else, if you wear Adidas, I think it's just all these things come about every few years and they're scams. Remember the biggest one was the the Millennium Bug, and oh. everybody getting all these things into their computers. A big scam. Nothing actually and happened. Like, sorry. Nothing happened in the end. Nothing at Nothing all happened. happened. And thank God that the climate uh, is raising the temperature here in this country <laughs> because we can have better summers. You know what I mean? Well, I don't see. I don't, I don't think industry sees it that way, or farmers see it that way. But however, yeah, go on. I get what you mean. Yeah. From but your point of view. Like, from my point of view, this country is, I wouldn't say produces as much carbon as any other country in the world. No, it doesn't. World. We're not even in the top 100. Well, it's a self-sustaining country that if we had to, su- to survive as an island on our own, we could survive with the, the livestock, everything that's produced in this country. And for our country to be given a carbon tax and to be given a, a threshold of how we have to get our emissions down and all, I think it's just 
I, I can't understand it. I just, for the life of me, can't understand well, it. I, I, personally believe, I personally believe it's turned into a cult at this stage. Exactly. When I listen to and some of the extremists. People, yeah. All these people that are out there today, some of them are out because, right, they want the, something done about it. Some of them are out to have a good day out. And Did you see the state, the place they left, the way they left the O'Connell Bridge the last time they were out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, I, well, the irony it, of this is that as we speak at the moment, and I'm sure David's going to mention it on the news very shortly, uh, but Helena just said it in my ear, the, the, the traffic has come to a standstill in Dublin, right? And so, what? so now we have buses and cars and diesel engines and petrol engines sitting at a standstill for probably about an hour and a half emitting more carbon than ever before yeah. because of the march. And having to reroute that, that journey home, a longer journey home, mm-hmm. burning more fossil fuels. Yeah. You know? And then what about all the years of, of this country burning turf? And, like, you remember as a kid, you'd, you'd be coming home from the city and you'd, all you'd smell is coal and turf. That's right. You, could, you thought it was like a foggy day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, nothing happened then, like, you know what I mean? And this, this country, like, we have four days of summer a year. Let us keep them, will you? You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to... I think that's a bit simplistic. But let me go to Michael. Michael, you're a classic hit. How you doing, Michael? Uh, good afternoon, Hinal. Gia Gutsch. Gia Gutsch, Michal. Ah, my father-in-law, my consulate. Now, we'll talk Irish and see. I'll get the fossil fuels down. Yeah, what's he say, Peter? Right. I do support a protest against us. Now, nothing we just referred to there so simply is that we're stuck on the traffic jam on O'Connor Bridge. I got caught there no length ago at all. It was a truck. I knocked it off. I didn't waste my diesel. And I think every, every other vehicle around with I could see it. We all our vehicles off. Yes, it takes you a few minutes more time to do it. But we did burden turf donkeys years ago. And you're talking to the right man because I cut the turf. That was that. We burdened it. And just like everything else in the world, we're far ahead today, superior brain-wise and academic-wise, than we were in my time. Like, I qualified my own time. I'm not going to say on what. But if I had to go back today and sit the same exam for the same qualifications, I'd get laughed out of it. I wouldn't have a nurture clue. Times have changed. Everything Absolutely. has changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is we still need industry to produce food. We still need farmers to raise cattle and, yep. and, and to grow crops. So that hasn't changed. And that will never probably change. No, we need, the, like, you know, there's a box that think of the, the herds of cattle that, yes, indeed, there's a lot of, uh, of gases uh, coming from the farm activity, but, like, all along, and the burning of coal and turf, like, I can remember so clear as day when the trains ran on coal, and you could hear the puff, 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 puff coming, you could see the smoke. But what's the point, but what's the point you're my, making me up? Because we don't do that anymore anyway. We don't do that anymore. That's what I'm saying. We don't do that anymore. But the build that up over all the centuries has led us to where we are at the present ah, time. Stop, no. if we knew, if we, well, if we knew as much 20 years ago as we know today... We would, I mean, when, you, when you think of the impact that we would have had 100 years ago, for example, right, would have been very small. I'll tell you why. Because the population of the world was only 2 billion people. It's now 8.5 billion people. So the impact that we would have had, uh, you know, with burning the turf and burning the coal and all that, would have been half as bad as that impact we might, if we to believe the experts, be having now. Yeah, so that, that doesn't right. make any, make any sense to me. We're more educated, we're bigger population. Okay, we are more educated, education. but why, I'm, I'm yeah. still, I still don't know why you're supporting, I mean, everybody believes the climate is changing, right? There's, there's nobody disagrees right. with that. We're supporting it because the government are not doing sweet time all about it. But what do you want the government to do about it? What do you want them to do? I want the government to, to tramp down and give grants for people, I don't know if it was a farming individual, sorry for the farmers, I don't know what we can do on it. But okay, well see, there you go, you don't know what we can do, you want the government to clamp down, I'm asking you to clamp down on what? 
clamp down on vehicles producing uh, serious emissions. And so what? So let's take all the cars off the road? Let it be diesel emissions and give so them a what? grant to cover, to, to, to convert to electricity. Because, but there, there isn't a technology there at the moment for electricity. What are you talking about, Michal? We wouldn't A, we wouldn't have enough electric cars. B, electric cars at the moment with the technology that's available are not the answer because we don't have anywhere to stick them, to plug them in. Uh, half the streets don't even, or no, half the towns in Ireland don't even have somewhere you can plug a car in. They don't go very far. They're not much use if you're travelling any, any kind of distance because sadly they, they don't have, you know, they only cover about two or three hundred kilometres. So they're not the solution. So how... I okay, so, goes to Cork and he plugs in his car. He drives to Cork. He doesn't have a yeah, I'm not, well, hang on. I'm going to Belfast today. I'm not going to stop halfway up to Belfast and plug my car in for an hour and sit there like a gobshite. No, but if you want your car plugged in here in Charles before you let him go to Dublin, my thing goes to Cork, not a bother. And you should be able to go, this is what I'm saying, Niall. There should be more incentive. And, and by the way, those cars, the batteries, that are the lithium-ion batteries that they make those cars, the damage they are doing to the environment making those batteries is actually worth worse than 100,000 miles on a diesel car. Well, that's education to me now, because I... Well, there you go, well, there you go. Right, okay. Educate, but yeah, right, there should be better, there should be more grants installed for people that... And you have to draw... You have to draw attention to the climate change. All right, some of the text coming in. This is the heart leading the head again. The politicians are simply exploiting children for their future vote. Robertson says, sure, if we don't boy oil or coal, or burn, I'm assuming that is, if we don't burn oil or coal, then we'll just have to burn the trees. <laughs> Let me go to Molly. Molly, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Molly? Hi, Niall. How are you? Where are you from, Molly? I'm from Galway. All right, okay. You're on the way to the protest now. Yeah, I'm going to head into town now, yeah. Okay, what time is it in Galway? Uh, I think it started at one, but I think the kids started um, walking to... You're a bit late, though, aren't you? 12.30. <laughs> You're a bit late. I am a bit late, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. And, and why are you going, Molly? Um, well, I just think it's important that uh, adults stand with children in this issue because I think it's really sad that it's actually come to school children feeling that they have to sacrifice their education in order to be heard. But they don't have to sacrifice their education. They could have done it during the summer of the weekend. Well, that's not really how strikes work now, is it? I don't know if you're familiar (laughs) with the concept of a strike. But it's not a strike, it's a protest. They use the word strike, but by definition Uh, it's a protest. It's a school strike, so they're striking from school, so they're leaving their classes. And they're striking from school. But most kids are actually not there at the protests. You know, most kids that I've spoken to are using it as a DOS day. Well, I don't know who you've spoken to, but I think a lot of kids are out there because they're worried about their future, they're worried about maybe their children's future, and they feel very powerless and very helpless, so they're trying to do something. So what do they want to do? Are they listening to the people who are organising this, who are Extinction Rebellion, the people who have uh, put this forward, who are pushing this? Well, actually, it's uh, Greta Thunberg who does Fridays for Future, and she started striking. Yeah, well, you you do know that Greta Thunberg's parents are multimillionaires who are involved in climate change, and it's just not an accident that she happened to be the person that is out there. You do know that, don't you? Uh, no, probably not, because maybe she was educated about it from a young age. Well, no, she was educated by somebody else. She's, I mean, she's a lovely young lady, and she's a very and educated... And how is everyone else educated? I'm and not sure what you're trying to the say. Point, the point that I'm making is that when we become... Everyone ed- else is educated by themselves, Well, if you're, going to let they, me fin- if you're going to let me finish what I'm going to say, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that she's a very educated young girl, and she has a view, and that view is given to her by somebody else. She didn't just learn it herself. We are all given no, views by somebody else. We're guided. Yeah, so she has she informed herself. And she's decided her opinions, and she's trying to do something about. Did you watch it. her? So, did you watch her last night in the UN summit? 
Uh, I didn't she did, see that. No, she I didn't have her script, so she had to use her memory. And unfortunately for her, on this particular occasion, what she said made absolutely no sense. Right. You know, so, I mean, she's a lovely young lady, and she's certainly some uh, young lady that people should be looking up to as an example, young people. Uh, yeah. But I don't believe we should be taking everything she's saying with a grain of salt, or should I say, we should, as factual, because it's not. I don't think you should take anything anyone says with, you know, we should be critical about everyone absolutely. that we're listening to. Obviously, and and, and I, know, think, I think it would be fair her. to say we all agree and we're all concerned about the climate and we're all concerned about the future of the planet. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But, the, you know, the, there are scientists arguing all over the world about the impact that we as human beings. And are we really willing to sacrifice our modern lifestyles, uh, flying on planes, driving cars, uh, eating food, which is produced using yeah. fossil fuels? Are we, really, are we willing to sacrifice all that so, so maybe there's a chance that somebody, some scientist is actually right and that in a million years' time, we live an extra thousand years. Well, so what's the alternative is, you know, the alternative is that we keep living the same way okay. we've been living. So are you going to... producing I, the same amount. Are you not going to travel on a plane anymore, Molly? No, I am travelling on a plane. I'm okay, well then, well, then, well, then we're all, well then we're all hypocrites, aren't we, really? We, if, we're, if we're not, Molly, with the greatest respect, I'm running out of time, but if we're not willing to sacrifice, and if you're not willing to sacrifice, I'm not the one promoting it here, you are saying it's a wonderful idea. If you're not willing to sacrifice, leave your car at home and cycle everywhere and not go away in an aeroplane, well, then I think the whole thing is pointless, isn't it? And so is the whole march. Uh, sorry, Molly, I've run right out of time, and I do apologise to you. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic